0: really listen to your podcast (laughs) (laughs) how funny would it be if this is the episode she actually listens to
1: (laughs) i know you'll see somehow the world can change for me and be so wonderful
0: gabby said i'm a changed woman the wisest women fans this is an exclusive first time moment Welcome to Wisest Women Season Two.
2: We're <gasps> back with more cheese ma'am, more realness, more love, and more wisdom. Today we're diving deep, deep into friendships and how they help us get through this thing called life. Cheers to becoming a little bit more wise than uh, last season. Because it's been a couple months now. <laughs> I'm your host, Anna. I'm Sonia. And I'm Gabby. And today's episode is on friendships. Because, you know, um, I don't know, these three wise women are friends, you know? Oh my
0: God, we're
2: friends. <laughs> she, said friends. she said no new friends. Sticking with the old friends. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're going to start with the cheese nice segment. This segment is where we discuss each, our, each of our experiences concerning
1: friendships for today and we're just gonna get real I was telling these ladies that this reading the articles that they sent and like thinking about long-distance friendships made me realize that I am like in a long-distance friendship I didn't I guess I didn't recognize it and like it makes me kind of sad because it's true I always wonder how they're doing like if everything is okay I want to know you know like their day-to-day life just like how I talk to you guys. But yeah, I just miss this person so much. Well, I guess we'll call her um, Serena. Serena,
0: that's, yeah.
1: <laughs> she would hate that, but.
0: No, Sophia. <laughs> Sophie. Sophie. Because that's her <laughs> thing
1: Okay. So we'll call her Sophie. So Sophie and I have been friends since like, I think two years ago. Since sophomore. No, no, no. Yeah, three years ago, since sophomore year of college. And yeah, she just moved back to Connecticut. And I don't know what to do. Like, sometimes we'll have weeks where we talk a lot throughout the week. And then there are weeks where we just barely talk at all, or we'll just send links to things. So I guess it's kind of weird to see how our friendship has become so different. And it's hard to, like, keep that friendship alive and to make it feel like it's still happening mm-hmm. without, like, all the technology going on, you know? It feels like it's kind of artificial friendship, like we're just keeping it in a plug. You get me?
0: Yeah, I, I do get you. I think I've come to a realization that, especially at the age we're at, the truth is we are all going to go on different paths. And that is something that we have to come to a realization is that, you know, time in undergrad was so much fun. Like we would see each other every single day. We would talk to each other every single day. We would have dinner together every single day. But then once you're out of that, it's kind of like the real world where you kind of have to figure out, okay, well, I need to find a job. Where do I want to live? Where, what do I want to do? Do I want to go to under, um, grad school? So there's a lot more factors that play into life once you graduate from undergrad. And for you, Gabby, I think it's important to realize that friendships do develop and they do change, but that foundation between you and Sophie will always be there. But you also have to do those check-ins with her and she has to do those check-ins with you as well. You know what I mean? I've definitely had my fair shares of like, texting, like even one of you guys, like we'll text every single day and then one week or two week goes by and I won't talk to you guys. But I know that if I really needed you guys, you'll be there. Or I understand that you guys are probably going through like a very hectic, busy week. You know what I mean? But I'll always do a check-in. And I think that's the biggest thing that you can do, especially with COVID. Um, You just have to get used
1: to this new normal, you know? right and I think it's mostly like trying to get used to the fact that this is how it is gonna be for a bit and the fact that I can't talk to you guys all the time so I don't know it's weird kind of handling all this time that I have to myself and still feeling like I have no time at all to myself you know what I mean it's really weird Ugh, I hate it
2: I definitely agree um going back to like the whole communication, I think, yes, we are in a pandemic and, you know, the communication is going to be virtual most of the time, but, and especially since uh, Sophie is out of the state, um, it really matters to have an intention when, whenever you're speaking with your, with Sophie or with, with, any, with anyone that you're just having a tough time dealing with long distance. and. Um, So like, if you truly want to know what's up in their lives, I think being direct is going to help you just feel more connected to them. You know, at the end of the day, like we're going to miss out on the, on the real, like on a lot of life events, just because we're not there in real time. And so it's going to take, you're probably going to hear about certain things a week or a month later. And so it's just, um, It's just like very helpful, beneficial for the both of you to have that like directness and openness
1: towards each other. And I think that getting kind of used to these adult friendships is what's been kind of hardest. Realizing that you have like, you know, a job, you have things to do, you have your family to take care of. And then like, you also have friends, but you can't really see them. So it's kind of like an adult friendship, except I don't feel like an adult.
0: I definitely agree with you.
1: <laughs> yeah. You're so funny. Going through an existential crisis right over here. Don't mind me. Don't even worry about it. I just, you know, I love it because I feel like every
0: month is someone new. And I'm just like, who's it going to be this month? And what are oh, we going to do this so true. <laughs> That is so true
1: yeah everybody has a breakdown
0: everyone has a breakdown and it's normal and I think that's also something this is going to be a little s- sidetrack but that is something that you can always talk to your friends about too like I think some of the best friendships and the best moments you have with your friend is those moments where you're you're just raw and real and you just allow yourself to not feel like there are boundaries sometimes. Boundaries are important and we'll get to that, but like when you're going through it, just having those moments with your friends because the beauty with friends is that hopefully all of you guys have gone through different experiences so they can each give you a different opinion and viewpoint on it. You know what I mean? But kind of circling back to what Gabby was saying about adult friendships, I don't know. Maybe I watched way too much TV or I did growing up that I had this (laughs) viewpoint that my friends from middle school are going to be my friends from high school and my high school friends are going to be my college friends and we're always going to be stagnant and that's not how friendships work at all. I think once you, not once you graduate, but once things, once, once you become busier, especially in the society we live in in America like everyone's busy like everyone has something to do your viewpoint on what a friendship is and who your friends are kind of do change because let's say right now I have a job I have other things going on if my friends don't understand that or don't understand why I'm not there every single week for them well that's I need you to understand that because things have changed. And I think that's one of the things where we'll get into it about having situational friends. Like you have different groups of friends for different things because and right. I guess in college, all your friends are kind of the same. But once you get out of it, you have different groups of friends, you know?
1: Right. Yeah, I have some friends who don't like to drink. So I have to find friends who like to drink. That's it.
0: i will always always be the designated driver the double d in all those situations why are you coming at me gabby i always treat
1: you right well i was talking about sophie but yeah you too
0: (laughs) never mind sorry i came at you
1: no but it's true sometimes i think there are some friends who i mean they're not comfortable with everything and that's fine like you, you do have, like, I think it's good to have a good group of friends, and then you can have other friends who aren't as close, but, I mean, you do other things with them.
0: Yeah. Anna, what about you? You have you have two friends that are in long-distance relationships, like, from your circle, no?
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, one of them is in Orlando, the other one's in Tampa, the other one is in New York, so... And they're like, the they're like my cousins. You know, they're family. <laughs> they're like an extended part of me. Um, mm-hmm. My children. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, I've been like my. I know Gabby has recently just begun this long distance friendship with uh, Sophie, and so I definitely relate to how weird this time might be. I think um, I experienced it when I moved from Clearwater to Miami and then my other friend moved everybody kind of just left hometown right and so I definitely had those conversations with them about like you know where do we stand like are we still friends friends you know are we still like good friends like family and you
0: had those discussions with them
2: yeah yeah because I think it comes up like you know um because of the distance, you kind of feel left out out of certain events in their lives and you feel kind of like you're missing out and you don't really, since you're not sharing those experiences, it's kind of like, you know, it's inevitable to feel left out. It's definitely a learning process to speak up about it because you don't think you're gonna have to speak up about this in your friendships more. I I think I expected to talk about it with relationships, like romantic relationships more so than friendships. But honestly, like friendships are more, not to like demean anybody's relationship, romantic relationship, but like friendships are essential to an individual's life. Not only, uh, maybe some relationships will last more, like, you know, they would become partnerships, but most of them are temporary, right? And who are there for you after your temporary relationships it's your friends. <laughs> the, the, the timeline of your friendships are definitely going to be um, up and down. And it just it takes a lot of courage and communication, I think, to, you know, maintain that that quality that you
1: want to have with uh, those people. OK, Sonia, how about you know how you were saying that once you leave college that you start seeing who your true friends are and like who is essential mm-hmm. How did you start weeding out those people? How did you start figuring out who was essential?
0: Um, I will say I don't feel like I had any fake friends in my friend group. I think I had more of like situational friends where it's like these are my friends that I like to go to parties with or these are my study friends or this is like you know like different friends for different situations. So I wouldn't say they were fake friends because I did develop this bond with them and I I would never deny that. But I will say um what am I going to say? I think once I start once I graduated and start thinking about my future more, I realized where I want to be in life and who is going to be next to me. Like, who are the people that are going to stand by my side, push me to be a better version of myself, and I'm going to do that for them. Because, and I think this goes back to what my brother said too, and he kind of helped me form this idea of what real friendships are, is that you want friendships that are going to push you want them to be as equally successful, or if not more successful than you. You want friends that are gonna be smarter than you so you can get to that level as well. And I think for me personally, that took, like that meant a lot because reality is eventually I'm gonna to go to grad school, I'm gonna have a job and I would like certain friends in my life to stay in my life. And I'm not gonna say I weeded out certain people but certain people slowly drift apart from you. And that's not to say that, oh, it was always a bad relationship or you don't value the time you had with them. Those memories you've created with those individuals will always stay with you. It's just, you know, sometimes people do separate and time does separate people, but that doesn't take away from the moments you've created and the things you've learned from them as well, you know?
2: Would you consider like a person to have a lot of friends like personally I've always been like a five people friend kind of girl like I've never really had that many friends Mm -hmm. Um, just because I think I've always known from the get-go like I value a lot of people who have more than just having fun or partying necessarily like those to me aren't I like intimate moments. You know, that's what I cherish. So I've always had that kind of mentality with friendships. Um, and it's so crazy because, like, my mom was, like, had, like, she always told me, like, with me and my best friend who are still best friends till today, she was always, like, you need to be prepared to make new friends because after high school, after middle school, whatever the time was, you guys are going to move on from your lives and you're going to lose your friend. Oh! <laughs> Like when was this? You were in middle school. This, yeah, this was this was in middle school, yeah.
0: Or even pretty intense. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. my mom. mom,
2: (laughs) TMI, but my mom struggles with friendships, so I understand where insecurity was coming from. It was projected onto me, but like, I don't know. Maybe that, maybe her telling me that was me more of like, no, I cherish like real friendships, you know what I mean? that's kind of what led me to maintain only a few, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Back to my question. Do you guys have multiple friendships like that? Or is it, have always it been like a close-knit uh, circle?
0: I've always had a small knit, like a small group of friends. I've realized that when I call you my friend, I really, really adore you as a human being. Like I, cherish you and I feel like you are a part of my life and you have benefited my life so I think like in that sense like I feel like I know more acquaintances than I have friends if that makes sense um because I think like I said I think the uh, most I have 10 friends like 10 really really good friends that I can talk to whenever. I can have any conversation. We can go with it. There's a flow with it. Um, I don't, I know a lot of people that have multiple friends, like tons of friends that they consider like the ride or die. I am a little skeptical (laughs) because it's like, how do you have time
2: to maintain all these friendships? First of all
0: that that and it's also like is it a real friendship or is it a superficial friendship Mm. you know what i mean like is it because and it's not to say you don't enjoy their company but is it because of like status because you'll get the likes on instagram because they know the hookups in the city you know what i mean like is it that because i just don't get it how you can have so many friends like I've met people that have said they have, like, 20 friends or, like, 20 best friends or, like, 30 best friends, and I'm like, that's a lot. What's your viewpoint on having way too many friends? Is there such a
1: thing? Um, I am the kind of person who does have a lot of friends, and I have quite a few close friends. I think I'd say I have, like, Like six close friends, I want to say. But I think it's helpful to have a lot of friends. Sometimes it just helps to talk to people. I'm a very, like, I like conversation. So anything that happens to me, I will definitely talk about it. So I guess it helps me when a friend, like, understands my situation so, like, if it's something that happened, let's say, at work, I'll talk to a work friend about it because they'll probably understand it, you know? So, I don't know. I think it helps me to cope, but I don't know if it's necessarily a harmful thing to, like, have that many friends. I don't know. I
2: think I think the, the thing with, like, having a lot of friends is kind of like – I mentioned it um, earlier. It's kind of like – do you really have that time to maintain those kinds of friendships, right? Yeah, yeah. Is it more of a, I don't know, maybe maybe this is, the, this is the mom, my mom coming in through me, but it's kind of like, are those really your friends or are those just acquaintances? Like you just know them and you talk and you conversate with them and that's that. Right. There, you know what I mean? Like I feel like there's more to a friendship than then, uh, you know, having this, having like these experiences on in, in a
1: situational basis, right? Mhm. Okay, uh, I see what you mean. Um a lot of the friends that I ha- that are really close is because we were like best friends before. So I don't know, I guess it's one of those things that we slowly drifted apart because our schedules didn't like they obviously weren't identical. So it was kind of that situation where we still really enjoy spending time together, but we have no time together. So I don't know. That's another one of those things that this pandemic has kind of made impossible. Like I really enjoy personal moments, like just maybe even quiet moments with people. That would be nice. Just to be in the presence of someone that I care about, but well, with like, doing everything over zoom it's really difficult to feel like a pause just enjoying someone's presence isn't like an awkward silence or something like that you know right. feels like everyone's supposed to be talking giving information all the time even though that's not how life works and we know that but i guess it's just something to cope with something to deal with
0: yeah facetime time fa- Uh, a meetup over FaceTime or Zoom is very different than an actual meetup, you know, and I think it's hard to, you know, we're trying to do the best we can to adapt to this new normal, but it is hard and it is difficult because there's days where I just don't want to look at a screen you know what I mean, but my friends yeah. want to FaceTime, so it's like, what are you gonna do? You know, <laughs> no, I'm not coming at you guys. I love FaceTiming you guys, but it
1: is difficult, you know. Good, it's not us. <laughs> All of her other friends, watch out. It's probably you. Actually, let me take that back. You guys are the only one FaceTiming.
0: <laughs> I'm No, It's us. You called
2: yourself out. <laughs> oh,
0: like, whatever. You know, it is hard, but.
2: No, I definitely yeah. That's where you create your boundaries, right? I think those are healthy boundaries. Um, yeah, because it's. I mean, if you, if you're not like self like self care is just like for you to like invest your energy into your friendships or whatever it is that you're trying to invest your energy into.
0: Hundred um, percent. I think that's why. Like, I'll be honest. Sometimes I won't answer Facetime calls. It's because. If I know if I don't have that energy to give to you guys, why should, like, why would I be on that FaceTime call? Because it's
1: not. Honestly, I respect that so much about you because if I see a FaceTime call of someone that I haven't talked to in a while, I'll answer it, like, regardless of the situation, which is like, maybe it's not helpful because sometimes I don't feel great and I answer the call and then the call lasts like five minutes and it's a really sucky FaceTime call. So then, it kind of makes everybody feel bad in the end, you know. But I guess it's one of those things that you definitely have to know where to put your energy.
0: Yeah, you, Gabby, we need to work on boundaries with you, Gabby, and I need to be more nicer. I think that's what we need to work on.
1: You're nice, Sonia. Nice
0: person. I think. I think.
2: I definitely get the whole thing of like the. I think I did this with you guys during the quarantine a lot because we FaceTimed a lot with, mm-hmm. I wouldn't answer a lot of the time. I think most of the time I was just like mentally drained and I was just, yeah. I just knew within myself. I was like, I'm going to fall asleep on this call. I'm not going to really talk because I'm dead tired. And I <laughs> yeah. just <didn't> feel the <laughs> energy. <laughs> uh, but I think where I, where I like messed up was not communicating that with you guys. Right. Cause like yeah. it was more of like, Oh, she's just not answering. And so like, I should have communicated that with you guys.
0: Right. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Sophie would have probably given you some shit because Sophie gives me shit when I say things like that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but at least you've communicated it. But even then, like, I would know, like, if Anna wasn't getting on this FaceTime call, like, home homegirl home girl was drained. Like, she did not have energy to be on this FaceTime call. Bro, and I think so those bad. are, like, little friendship things that you realize. Like, you can't be really upset because you kind of know where they're at mentally, even if you're not talking to them every single day. Like that's a beauty of a friendship. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's nice not to explain yourself.
1: Yeah. But I think we assume, like we assume too much of people, you know, like we assume they're going to get it immediately. And that doesn't happen, especially now that we can't see people, we can't see their everyday moods. We can't tell if like they're mad because of work because they just got off a shift or something we have no idea so it's definitely one of those things that now we have to learn to communicate it
0: I feel like I'm always a team player like because I don't want to disagree with you guys sometimes yeah yeah so how do we deal with and then not necessarily like an argument But like, how do you deal with disagreements in a friend group? How would you advise for our fellow listeners to deal with it?
1: So I think that's more of a confrontation issue Mm -hmm. we're dealing with here. Mm, Familiar with those. But (laughs) um, I guess the cure is to do exactly what you do with all of us. Just communicate whatever you feel maybe try and be a little subtle about it in the beginning. If they don't understand, try again, try to be direct. I always like, I, I want to channel like my inner Anna always have like an intention, be like, listen, I want to get out of this. Both understanding what I want to do. You know what I mean? You don't want anybody to be angry and Keep that in your mind. I guess that's a thing that's really important for relationships too. Like just make sure you know where you're going with this. Right? Set a goal. Set a goal for this little conversation. Because if not, it could could go badly. Could go badly. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah, I definitely,
2: I think it's also uh, knowing how to deliver the message. Right? Mm-hmm i have I have a huge problem with that like uh my attitude comes out and it, it's not it 's not because it's personal it's just like it it's because it bothers me, and so that 's why it's coming out in a- not such a good tone right um, so I definitely think it's like your intention it's the way you deliver the message, and then also on the receiving end, just being open to it, like being ready and open to
1: listen to you know your friend exactly especially the listening just try to listen don't respond yet try and absorb all the information first before you come up with a decision
0: it should I, work like that all the time i heard something today someone said if you're not listening you're not learning and i was like damn oh you're so right
1: <sighs> who said that to you
0: I was in a podcast and then like it's true because it's like if you're not listening then you're kind of a either stuck up with your own ideas and your thought process and you're not giving the other person their chance that they also deserve to speak about too like a friendship is a two-way street you know like Mm -hmm. it takes two to tango, so you need to listen to what the other person has to say because maybe sometimes they don't even know if they did something to upset you or whatever the situation may be and for right if the friendship means a lot to you you owe them to hear what they have to say as well
2: do you think that setting boundaries with others and you know because you're gonna have you're bound to have disagreements with anybody right not the same person. you don't have the same everything and so how does setting a boundary with your your friend um help you or neglect the friendship
1: for you guys I guess it's kind of like that perfect balance between setting a boundary and putting up a wall you know what I mean you have to in setting a boundary you have to be communicative of why you're setting that boundary right because if not they're not gonna understand and they're not going to respect it so I mean that's the only way to do it but this is not your chance to taunt someone or like to kind of push them into doing whatever you want. You know what I mean? This is not your moment to manipulate someone or to basically make your friend do whatever you want. This is your moment to make sure that you both understand so that your friendship can grow as a whole, right? Think of it as like a unit. How would you know if it were to be, harmful or helpful like what's the point
0: in friendships you want to grow and develop and become the best like just grow and become a better version of yourself but I think it can come to a point where it is harmful and for that I think you kind of have to look at their intentions are they saying it because they're jealous they're they're not happy in this friendship or are they saying it because they genuinely have this fear about where your life is going? Or you ha- they have this fear that you're not happy or something like that? Because those are two different things. And I will say, at least for me personally, I'm, I don't do well with criticism in the beginning. Like I'll be offended. I'll probably cry. Probably won't talk to you for a couple of days. But I will reflect about it and think about it and be like, Hmm, is this a valid concern that they brought up? And that's also something you have to do as a friend too. Just because they give you information doesn't mean you necessarily have to like t- like hear it and that's it. Like you sometimes you have to take that information, break it down, and look at your past actions and thoughts and see does this line up? And if it doesn't line up, well, that's something you can further like have a further conversation, and be like, I thought about this and this doesn't seem like something I do. Why did you bring it up? Or is there a deeper reason? And go from there, right? I think we're, we, us three, are at a point in our lives where we don't want superficial relationships. And that means that we have to communicate a lot more to have those real authentic relationships. And I think that's how you decipher if it's a good criticism versus a bad criticism. Well, I haven't been criticized lately, so <laughs> I'm just kidding,
1: <laughs> but seriously um,
0: uh,
2: not that I know of um like it's like thank you. I'll get back to you with my response because like you're just throwing you're throwing something at me that i I didn't see right like I didn't see what you're you're what you're seeing or what you're feeling, so my first initial reaction would be for me to get defensive and I know that, so I'm just gonna sit with it. Um and then I'll deal with it when I'm ready. Maybe you can even ask in that in that time, like what what was the intent of this? Was this for us to to like grow from it or is this just for you to say it and then make me feel some kind of way? Because sometimes mm-hmm. we do that. Like, you know, sometimes we were just like, no, I
0: want you to feel that this, this is the way you made me feel by doing this. And if you're someone that's receiving the criticism, well, think about that too. Like, what was the attitude? Like, I know it seems like a lot to (laughs) decipher and think about and nitpick with the conversation. But with friendship, like most things in life, when it comes to relationships, it's a bit complicated. I don't think you should expect it to be easy and simple. You know, I feel like everyone has gone through a phase in their life where they've had situational friendships even if you haven't thought of it like that
1: yeah like I said before I have friends for different things but I do think that your main friends or like your closest friends should be those who you're able to do important things with right so like I mean someone that you can bring home to your family someone that you can I guess do things that are important to you So like, if you like having deep conversations, then someone who can have a deep conversation, someone who can actually talk you through your issues. If you like to, I don't know, if you like to kite surf, someone who can do that with you. You Know what I mean? Whatever may be your way of de-stressing, whatever may be your way of coping, you want to find friends who can do that for you and do it well. So that you are pushed to the best version of yourself that you could possibly be
0: maybe this is asking too much, but that's also when you get boundaries as well. Like I would like to have friends that I could have deep combos with, but you know, sometimes that's a lot to deal with. So I would like to go out to dinner with them. You know what I mean? Or like, I would like to go just hang out and watch a movie with them or go play tennis. You know what I mean? And it's not to say I expect this from all my friends, but I would like to see a variety within themselves so that i can also do a variety with them as well. right. i'd rather hang out with you guys
2: and like people who actually have more to say than you know about the club or about uh i don't know like just i don't know just stuff i don't know what people talk about. that's just who i am. i maybe maybe it's because we can all relate and we're in this like stage in our lives where we're having these like existential crises often and we're constantly questioning, like, what is life? That we just would much rather spend our energy with people who actually might have more of an insight about
1: the answer. For me, it's definitely people who are willing to have any sort of conversation that, like, furthers my mind intellectually.
2: To wrap things up, you know, we always end with good vibes because we only bring good vibes Um, so this segment is where we end the episode with some words of enlightenment and positivity, because, you know, there's a lot of negativity out there in the world these days. In which way has your friendships helped you become wisish?
0: No, let's not cry, guys. Okay. (laughs) Friendships in general in my life have made me wise is just self-confidence, believing in myself. Understanding that self-care is important, that I'm not a weird person, you know, like little things that I feel like high school me would be worried about to showcase to other people, I realize that those are my strengths and my friends have taught me to showcase them and like to use it to my benefit. Because that's what makes me. And thank you for
1: allowing me to be me, guys. I think a way that friendship has helped me become wisish. And maybe not just you guys. Also, I think, like, my cousins and stuff, especially during this pandemic, I think it's made me, like, realize so many faults I didn't know I had. Crazy, right? But it's definitely from those confrontational conversations that I did realize those things and it took time to recognize that something was wrong and well the way that these friendships have made me become wisish is by really pushing me to become basically my aspirational woman like I'm not going to aspire to that anymore I'm going to become that you know what I mean like whoa, that's something that, no, 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 but that's honestly something that you guys have taught me, like, and I thought of that, I remember when Sonia told me, like, this was long, long ago when you told me what your brother said, like, you need to find friends that are better than you, that are smarter than you, that, like, they push you to be better, like, a better version of yourself, and I never thought of that, I always thought, like, yeah, I have friends who, like, encourage me, But I never thought of like that, I guess that next step.
2: I don't know. It's just like the simplicity of like them, of you guys, you know, them, you guys having your own experiences and your own paths that has led me to be more open-minded about, you know, things in life, you guys showcasing your strengths within those tough situations has just made me more wise and you know maybe I didn't experience it myself but like you know I understand or explains why this this and that happened you know what I mean and how these experiences have not only shaped you but they've made you better and so it makes me better by knowing that that's episode one on season two we (laughs) spoke about real life stuff you know (laughs) Thank you for listening to today's episode on wise Women. Our wise Women co-hosts and co-creators are Sonia Islam, our Director of Operations, Gabby Galbies, our Podcast Manager, and Anna Vega, our Social Media Director. Please make sure to follow us on Instagram at wise Women. Email us at women at gmail.com and we will see you next time.